Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the Ambitious Freelancer podcast. So today we're going to be talking about unlocking the power of personal branding as a freelancer. So we're going to be talking about the basics of personal branding, as well as how to balance personal branding and connecting with your current clients. Because I know that's one of the hardest questions I hear all the time. Like, how do I make time for all of this personal branding when I have a full client roster? Or not even a full client roster, just I'm working with clients and I don't have time for all of this extra stuff so i want to really break that down today and get you guys on the right path for 2020 so that you can create better content work with better clients and build your portfolio at the same time so keep listening if you want to learn more So before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you guys about content marketing bootcamp I'm hosting in the Ambitious Freelancer Facebook group. So if you are not a part of the Ambitious Freelancers group on Facebook, definitely join. It's always in the description of all the podcasts because from January 6th to the 31st, I'm going to be doing a content marketing bootcamp that's going to be covering everything you guys need to know to start content marketing for your freelancing business in 2020. So we're going to be talking about things like video marketing, podcast podcasting, content writing, and social media marketing. So it's going to be daily classes Monday through Friday, and I'm just going to be showing up talking about things like video confidence, what you need to start your podcast, how to choose the best social media platform for you, and so much more. I've already got the list of classes in the Ambitious Freelancer group, so if you want to be a part of the amazingness that's going to happen this month, definitely join because you have a few days before the first class starts. So I'll see you then. So now let's get into today's episode all about personal branding as a freelancer. So as freelancers, we often don't see the value in our own work, especially when we're just getting started. So we might refuse to get a website because we don't really know what to put on our website, or we don't see other people in our life or in our freelance life taking their personal brand seriously. A lot of people are just on Upwork or Freelancer or Fiverr and that works for them. But I think that we have to think bigger and better for our businesses. And so I really want us to start striving for personal branding and getting over that my experience is worthless mindset so we can make true strides in our freelance business because this is a business it is not just a hobby let's talk about some personal branding basics and then I'm going to kind of really delve deep into a couple of things here and then we're going to talk about how to make time for your personal brand when you're working with other clients because I know that can be really stressful so first things first personal branding is more than a logo or a color scheme So the physical or visual elements of your personal brand are important. Aesthetics play a role in our decisions to hire someone. We want someone who looks professional, who looks put together, who looks like they know what they're talking about. But looks aren't the end-all be-all because you actually have to have something more. It can't just be pretty colors or nice logo. You have to have something underneath that to get people to want to work with you. So I think that A lot of people, they get a pretty logo, they pay for it, and they think, oh, the money's going to be coming in any second now, and that's not necessarily the case because you have to have something else underneath that. So the branding does matter, but it's not everything. You can have a pretty website and still get no traffic and still get no clients from it. So I really want you guys to think about what's deeper than the personal brand logo or the color scheme. But I do want to say that, you know, 
having a pretty professional or bold or whatever you want to go for website won't hurt. It will never hurt you. It will help you if you're doing the other things that you need to do to make that website work. So you need a mix of value and being pretty or professional or bold or whatever your adjective of choice is for your freelance business. So most people struggle with shining object syndrome. So they see a freelancer here, they see a freelancer there, they're struggling with picking which one is going to work for them. And then this other freelancer shows up and they're like, wow, that's another cool one. And so with all these choices, you have to, you know, use that pretty brand to stop people in their tracks. But you also have to have that content that ropes them in and it keeps them in for the long haul because that's going to be what's going to get to the clients and that's what's going to make your personal brand convert people from just visitors to actual clients. So I do want to talk about color psychology though because I don't think a lot of people think about this when they're building their website but color psychology really does play a role in how people look at your website. So there's a reason that things like Facebook and Twitter are blue or that feminine brands really gravitate toward the color pink. So color is a visual cue that we grab onto and you can use that when you're creating your personal brands. So so here are a few popular colors and what they mean as far as like color psychology is concerned. I did a little research. Um, there are quite a few things online. If you look up color psychology, a lot of this will pop up. There's this really fun little book called The Secret Lives of Color by Cassia St. Clair. It's available on like, Amazon and stuff. It's really fun. It's more about stories of colors. It's not necessarily color psychology, but it's still interesting to think about colors in a different way because I think we're so used to seeing, oh, that's a pretty color, but like colors tell us a story and we associate colors even if we don't think we do. So for example, blue is a color that evokes feelings of trust and peace. So it's a serene color even if it's a bit conservative and it gives us feelings of security which is why a lot of tech companies tend to have blue in their logo or blue on their website because it does evoke those serene feelings and those secure feelings. So purple is the color of imagination and spirituality. So it stimulates us and makes us seek higher meanings. It's a royal color and it can also promote creativity, which is why it could be a good color to use in your own logos and things like that. And there are so many different tones of purple, like there's like lighter purples and darker purples that kind of, they kind of all kind of give the same like overall feeling, just different kind of undertones. So red is a different color, you know, it has the energy, it has the passion, it has the action, but it also has anger. So there's a reason that it can rub people the wrong way. And there's a reason that we don't like red pins on our papers. So when we see a lot of red pins being marked up and highlighting on physical papers or digital papers, we don't like red. We're kind of thrown off by red. So I would definitely use it for like the most important, like not the most important things, but like negatively important things, I guess that makes sense. If like something's past due, but I wouldn't just use it to use it, especially if you're like highlighting with it, there's other colors to highlight with. Red just doesn't have the most, it doesn't give us the best feelings in our hearts. So I'd probably avoid using red if you didn't have to. So pink is a more feminine color, obviously, but it's also the color of unconditional love and nurturing. So when we see the color pink, it gives us a mix of the feelings that red gives us and the feelings that white gives us and white makes us feel pure and open and complete so having a mix of red and white 
could be a really great thing for you. And I use pink in my personal brand. It's more like for the femininity of it, but also it just, it does kind of give you the sense of urgency, but also that sense of like just calmness and completeness and just like, it's a really great color. It's not necessarily just like the most feminine thing. You know, you can use it in different ways. There's different types of pink. There's more like the hot pinks. There's more the light pinks. I use a mix of hot pink and light pink in my logo. So green is the color of balance and harmony and growth. So it can give you thoughts of love and family and so this is a great color to lean on if you are in the health and wellness space because this color reminds us of things like gardening or growing with your own personal journeys so definitely if you are a health person and you're that's your niche I would use green in your logo any kind of way or like on your website maybe you just like to highlight things I know green is just a good color there's different types of green light greens darker greens yeah. So gray is one of those colors that I wouldn't depend on personally if I was creating something for my personal brand. So here's why. It can be really unemotional. So it's a nice color, especially it can seem like a nice color, but it's really just a mix of black and white. And it's not giving you guys the best of either of those colors, either black or white. It's just kind of there. It looks nice, but it could, there are better colors to display emotionality to your clients. So I probably would avoid colors like gray and then there's the color gold so gold makes us feel like successful they highlight achievements and they like show triumph so using gold accents on your website can make a statement to your clients like oh I'm a winner I'm winning I love to win stuff like that I don't know why I said win so many times but yes yeah, so I would definitely use gold accents wherever you could especially when you're talking about things that you've won or awards or maybe client testimonials Things like that where having gold would really showcase how amazing you are. So gold is a really great color for clients and things like that on your website. So now that we've talked about per that personal branding is more than a logo or a color scheme, let's move on to the second basic, which is owned media is the best media. So if you're going to build a personal brand, the media you own is the best media ever. So get a website, start an email list, and do whatever you can to send potential clients to things you own. So yes, you need a Facebook. Yes, you need Instagram. Yes, you need LinkedIn. Well, probably not all of those at once, but like you need some kind of social media platform, social media presence. I would especially go for like LinkedIn or Twitter. I think that's where most clients hang out. And some on Facebook, depending on like what you're doing. Uh, most of my clients, I think, would hang out on Twitter or LinkedIn though. So yes, you need all of those places, but but you cannot build your entire thing on there without pulling people over. So that's the thing here. So Instagram can decide to get rid of you whenever. You know, Facebook can change how they share your content with clients. LinkedIn can decide they no longer want to offer in-mail or public profiles. So while most of that is unlikely, it's not impossible. So we want to build our own website and our email list to try to get all of your potential clients from LinkedIn to go to your website, from Facebook to sign up for your email list or whatever, what have you. So you're trying to build a list outside of social media so that if one day social media ceased to exist, you would have a good pocket of your clients or potential clients following you on another platform that you own, like your website or your email list. So 
that is the goal here. So we're trying to be looking and working more so on our own media. And so what that means is just pulling people from, you know, your social media that you're connecting with them on and getting them to another place. So you're getting them to a secondary location. If you watch the John Mulaney special where he says you ain't getting me to know secondary location, we're trying to get our audience to a secondary location that we own. Yes, we're finding them on social media, but we don't have to keep them there. We can get them to follow us another places join our email list you can use things like lead magnets to really grow your personal brand that way so that way it's not dependent upon facebook or linkedin or twitter or whatever third your vibe attracts your tribe so if you give up a professional vibe you'll attract professional people so we all need to look at the vibe we're giving off to potential clients because we could be attracting the wrong people if we aren't careful so if you aren't sure who your ideal audience is you're likely going to attract the wrong people. If you're not sure who your audience is, you're not going to be using the right hashtags to target them. So it's always something that we're going to be working at as we're building our personal brand. Who are we targeting? Who do we want to reach here? And so then we're going to be creating content that reaches those people. So big thing is like, what do you want people to say when you aren't in the room? That's a big thing of what branding is. So what people say about you when you aren't in the room? What do you want potential clients to say about you? Do you want them to say, oh, she's professional? Oh, she's ambitious. Oh, she's driven. She works hard. She connects well. She always is on time. She's always present. She's always this, that, and the other. Like, what is it that you want people to say? And then you want to create a consistent vibe. So while you don't want to build your personal brand on someone else's platform, there's nothing wrong with using social media as a part of your outreach strategy. So if you intend to use social media marketing, email marketing, or anything else to promote your brand, consistency is key. And I think that a lot of people will think, oh, consistency means I have to be on lives every single day or I have to be this every single day. That is not what consistency means. It means sticking to a schedule that you set up. So if you say, I'm going to post once a week, then post every week. If you say, I'm going to post a blog every two weeks, then that's what you got to do. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to show up every single day. Obviously, showing up every day sometimes helps, sometimes hurts. But I think it's more about creating consistency and that like you're consistently who you say you are and that you're consistently showing up when you say you are. So if you're only saying I'm going to show up once a week, then that's consistency. Even if it seems small, it's not small because that's the consistent schedule that you set up. So I don't want you guys to think, oh, I have to be here every single day. You don't have to be there every single day. You just got to be there when you say you're going to be there. And if that's the case, then you are consistent. So now let's move to number four, which is focus on value, not fluff. So when you create a personal brand, your goal is to create a valuable presence online, not one full of fluff. So how can you take potential clients to the next level with your content? So you're ready to truly show up with value versus flooding the internet with more useless content. Because there is so much information out there, you guys. If you search anything online, if you search anything on Google, anything on social media, you're going to come up with hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of results. And sometimes millions of results, depending on on the search terms. There's so much information out there, you guys, that it can feel overwhelming to people. So they want to find someone who's going to be able to offer them consistent value that's not fluff, 
That's not wrong. That's well-researched. So whatever it is that you are doing, whether you're creating a podcast, creating a blog post, creating whatever, you want to be consistent and you want to focus on the value. So once you decide to put out like three posts a week, that can be kind of consuming and it can make you want to focus on the fluffiness of it because you're just trying to put out content. So instead of just focusing on showing up all the time, focus on showing up when it's right. Focus on showing up when the moment's right, when you can actually create great content instead of showing up all the time just to show up and just to take up space because people are able to understand and decipher between someone who's actually providing value and someone who's just showing up just to show up and so we want to show up consistently with great content not consistently with poor content your brand should be focused on value so and then number five is that i want you to know that personal branding takes time it takes time to implement correctly you can't go at this for a week and decide oh this isn't for me a podcast isn't for me because i haven't you know scratched the surface it's been a week i put it up there what what's the matter it takes time to stick so you have to create a schedule and stick to it for a few months before you reassess what's happening so don't just do one blog post and say oh nothing happened here or don't just do one you know video and decide oh no clients are coming and knocking down my door what did I do wrong let me scrap this if you're not putting the consistent work into something it's not gonna work So consistency, the value, and then we're going to take some time to be consistently value-driven. So I'm reading this book called This Is Marketing, and Seth Godin shared something that really resonated with me in this book. So it really talked about goals, strategies, and tactics. So he said that we basically all have our goals and that we use strategies, which are a combination of tactics to achieve our goals. So we have all these strategies. These are our big picture strategies. So basically it's like a little map. So at the very tippy top, there's our goals. So these are the things that we're going toward. Then we have our strategies that help us get to those goals. And so then under strategies, we have our tactics. These are the things that we're using that are making up our strategies that are getting to our goals. So when something goes wrong, we don't say these goals suck. You know, these goals are the worst. We say, oh, maybe I should change my tactics that go into my strategy that go into my goals. So we can use a number of tactics and we can change those out when it is appropriate. So if your goal with creating a personal brand should create a personal brand so that you can, you know, work with better clients, charge more money, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to come up with some strategies to create that personal brand. And then in those strategies, you're going to have some tactics. Maybe you're promoting your personal brand in a certain way, or you're putting out a certain number of podcasts, or you're putting out a certain number of blog posts, whatever it happens to be. All those are little tactics that you're using. And so you might use tactics to promote things that you're doing. All of that good stuff. So those tactics can be changed out. So you don't have to, you know, remove the goal of creating your personal brand to help you do all of these things in your freelance business. All you need to do is change the tactics. And that is so important to think about as you're building your personal brand because there are going to be so many tactics you're going to use throughout this time, throughout this period of creating this in 2020. And I don't want you guys to give up on the goal because the tactics aren't working. So change the tactics, not 
not the goal. Just being honest, personal branding, consistency is key in that. And so you just need to implement these things regularly if you want them to work and find ways to drive traffic to them. So on the last podcast, episode 41, I did talk about creating your website. And so in that, I did talk about a little bit about at the end where I talked about driving traffic to that. So if you are interested in like traffic driving strategies, I would definitely go to episode 41 and give that a listen, especially if you want to create your website in 2020. So now we're going to talk about how to balance building your personal brand and working with current clients. Because I think this is something that, you know, gets asked a lot. Like, how do I have the time? Like, where do I see this? Where do I put this in? So you need to pay your right now bills. So you're like, uh, what, what up? Because you also have to think about the future because that is the balancing act that is freelancing. Always thinking about the future, always prospecting, always trying to see if you can build your pipeline of clients. But also having your right now clients and dealing with those people because those people are paying you right now. They're very important people. So what do you do? So first and foremost, I'm going to be honest. It's all about prioritization. So you make room for what you want to do, even if it doesn't feel like it. Even if it feels like, oh, I have no space in my time for this right now like I don't know what Amanda's talking about she's talking about prioritization she's talking about I have time for it if I feel like it like what so I'm gonna say this your current position may feel comfortable so you block yourself from even trying you block out your time you're like oh that's my Netflix time that's my me time what up like I don't want to spend my time doing personal branding so yeah so obviously you might be like I'm comfortable right now I don't want to do any of this I might feel like an imposter if you feel like an imposter especially when it comes to cold pitching go listen to episode 36 for more help on that because I talk about imposter syndrome in that episode so you might have any number of excuses for why you don't want to prioritize your personal branding but it's so important to take the time it does seem to have to be something that you do every single day you can work in your personal branding once a week if you wanted to and it would work because if you set the time up correctly and you schedule things out and use like a, a scheduler like buffer or like any number of schedulers out there like you could make time for personal branding you just gotta so you want to break down what's giving you pause so what is stopping you from prioritizing this see if you can eliminate those feelings or work out your personal issues with those feelings because I think that a lot of the times we're our own worst enemies we always block ourselves from our own success and a lot of that needs to be broken down really needs to be analyzed so if you can kind of break it down in your mind in your head like oh what's going on here why am I feeling this way you might actually get a lot of insight from that so you also want to work on finding an accountability buddy so tell them what you want to accomplish each week when it comes to your personal brand whether you want to put out a podcast a week or you want to put out a video a week or you want to you know do a blog post every two weeks whatever it is your goals are tell them those goals and then check in with them throughout the week to make sure you get those things done and they can do the same to you tell them hey what are your goals I want to help you achieve those and then you can work together on that and then also last but not least I want you to have grace and give yourself a goal that's approachable yet stretches you. I want you to go after a goal that's grounded in reality but also helps you think outside the box a little. So my freelance planner, the 90 Day Ambitious Freelancer Planner, we gotta plug ourselves, will help you tackle personal branding goals for the quarter. So I think it's good to start small. Focus 
on grace and be okay if you don't accomplish everything you thought you would but definitely go get that planner it's great for any of your freelance goals personal branding goals client goals outreach goals like whatever you want to work on that planner is a great one for you but I just want you to have grace and give yourself that time to just focus on building yourself up and sometimes you got to have a season of just like head to the ground working really hard in your business and that might be in the way of like other things you want to work on like your going out or whatever it happens to be because sometimes you just have those seasons where we have to put our head down and get to work and it's just one of those things like it's a little tough love at the end of the episode but sometimes like what we say to ourselves like oh I don't have time for this it's just an excuse not to do it and we just have to like do it because oftentimes like if we just make the time to do it we can get it done so I really hope that that was helpful I know it's a little tough love at the end there but I really think that everyone can at least put a few hours a week toward personal branding it doesn't have to be crazy it doesn't have to be all the time but just finding time to create content for your freelance business and to get yourself out there on social media to schedule stuff out to write stuff out to podcast or video marketing yourself like all that stuff can be done and I don't want you guys to miss out on your blessing or miss out on your business and making it a bigger part of your life because you're like I'm stuck I'm struggling I don't want to do this like it's okay to feel that way but we can get over those feelings to dig into what's causing those feelings and then create amazing content anyway that basically is the episode So there you have it, episode 42 of the Ambitious Freelancer podcast, all about unlocking the power of personal branding as a freelancer. We talked about so many amazing topics today, all about building your personal brand and creating a better name for yourself in 2020. I know that this content will help you so much, and I hope that you guys got a lot out of it. So again, join the Ambitious Freelancer group on Facebook. You can get to it using the link in the description of the podcast or by going to the ambitiousfreelancer.com. I really want you guys to join the group and get in this content marketing bootcamp that I'm hosting this month because I know it'll help you guys so much. So I can't wait to see you soon. Bye!